It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Well, you Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm Major Richardson. I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. Jared, it has been quite a few really crazy weeks since we last talked. Uh, you know, the holidays, obviously, but Auburn football and Hugh Freeze have been going off in a very good way with this National Signing Day. I'm calling it the National Signing Day. I know it's still, quote-unquote, early National Signing Day, whatever. I think it's National Signing Day, considering we signed most of the guys that we're targeting in this early, early signing day. Jared, how are you doing, and uh, how are you feeling about this National Signing Day uh, that we just had? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, I hope you and your family had a good Christmas. Yeah, we did. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since we talked, and a lot of has happened. I mean, I think, um, you know, last time we talked, we were probably in the 40s or 50s recruiting <laughs> yeah. class-wise. And uh, I think that, uh, I don't know, some, some groups have us at 19. I think the consensus overall is around 16. Um, so I'd say that was that's a big change since the last time we talked, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think the highest that – at the end of Harson's era was around 55 to 60, somewhere around there in recruiting. And for us to even get inside the top 20, I mean, I thought it was possible just thinking about Auburn being a potential contender, you know, later down the road, probably not this next year in the national championship kind of playoff field, but down the road, I mean, we have the history to do it. And so I think that definitely helps. And then you kind of factor in, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, Hugh Freeze and his staff, especially you know, the way Hugh Freeze has won at different schools, I think has kind of shown he is a winner. And being a winner attracts other winners, you know, better players, better recruits. And so as you're seeing more players getting, you know, picked up by Auburn, I think that that can be one of those chain reactions of you know, uh, you see one of the great four-star players come to Auburn, and then another four-star says, "Hey, I'm committed to a big, big school. I, I might consider playing at Auburn because you know what? That big school didn't say I was going to start this first year, but Auburn said I could. And so you, you kind of, you know, open your eye, your mind to that that possibility. And sure enough, I mean, one of the big storylines was Auburn flipping recruits. And let me just go through a few of these, and Jared. Kind of give me your reactions to some of these names or names of schools that we we flip guys from: Ohio State, Miami, FSU, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, Michigan State, Texas Tech. These these are not small small schools by any means. I mean, you're considering you know Ohio State, who's about to play in the playoffs. You know, teams like LSU had who had just made this huge turnaround. Always get great recruits. What's kind of your thoughts on on how we were able to flip that many guys 
in such a short period of time, considering really in the last three weeks, right before National Signing Day. Yeah, I think we probably lose sight of a, how amazing that is. I, I you know, because we see our as everything we see our rivals. You know, top two and three in recruiting, one and two, whatnot. And so we like, you know, we the excitement was good for a moment, and then we forget about it. And I, I think we got to remember that that is that's amazing what you just said because, like you said, we're not flipping from you know small schools, right? I mean, we're flipping mm-hmm. Ohio State, and not you know we flipped some kids in the past. Harson had Harson got the Alabama flip last year, and everybody said, well, quietly Alabama had kind of backed off him anyways. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but th- this was not like FSU wanted Kedrick Falk, mm-hmm. Ohio State wanted is it Kyan Lee. Yes. Yeah, like they wanted those guys. Uh, Miami, I heard somebody say, um, uh, like Mario Cristobal thought very highly of Connor Liu. Yeah. Um, You know, Connor Liu is one of these. I think one group has him as a four-star. Most have him as a three. But everybody talks about just the crazy football IQ this guy has. And really, it's just about putting a little bit more weight on. I mean, there's people talking about he could be the starting center next year. That's how smart he is (laughs) in football. Wow. So I I don't know it's it's like twofold right it's like that's amazing they were able to do that and then you're thinking what was the other coaching staff doing these guys came in and did this in three weeks right like how is the other coaching staff I it's well, one thing it's one thing to go from twenty to sixteen yeah we were in the forties yeah and it, yeah I don't know it, and I I'm sure there was some element of you know the there were some people holding off, you know, committing to Auburn because they, they saw what was coming with Harson. He was going to get fired. And so there maybe maybe we're waiting. I get some of that, but you don't get that big of a bump just by kind of playing it as is. You're making that effort to change players' minds. And that's hard to do just in general, <laughs> but that's hard to do in such a short period of time. And not to, you know, factor, well, you got to factor in also, you know, Hugh Freeze was only hired, what, three weeks ago or so? But that doesn't even take take into account the other coaches that have been hired, the assistant coaches, the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator. Those positions were kind of hired in the last few days, really. And so that's that's kind of, you, you didn't have your full staff <laughs> from day one because you were hiring it. And so the matter, uh, well, the, the, the fact is they, they brought in so many guys and said, open their eyes to, wow, Auburn can, can be a big school that you can play at, which, I mean, I, I think kind of the big picture of this all, especially around national signing day, there's a, an extreme optimism and hope for the future that we're getting back on track. We had a couple rough years, a couple rough seasons, but we're headed back to what I think most Auburn fans expect, which is every few years competing for a national championship, bringing in top 10 recruiting classes, which goodness knows, if, like you said, if we're kind of in that 16 to 20 range in most recruiting ranks right now, what, what who's to say that you know we can get into the top 10 next year? I think well, it's possible. Yeah, it is. And, you know, if everybody that reports is accurate, uh, Tony Mitchell at 12 a.m. had told several um, moderators on certain uh, Auburn message boards that he was committing to Auburn. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, it wasn't just like, oh, we hope this happens. Like he was like, all right, guys, I'm committing to Auburn, and um, you know, y'all can get your story ready. And at 2 a.m. that changes. So if we land him, if we land Isaiah Jada, who decommitted from South Carolina, silently committed to us, but got an offer from Dion in Colorado that right before signing day, and he went and visited and signed with them. If we get those two guys, which we thought we had, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you're a whole different. I mean, you're you're probably talking like top twelve class. That's insane. So, and I'm and and ifs and buts, right? I mean, you can do that all the time. But the reality is, like this, and, and we got flips from other teams. I'm not mad at these kids, but like we were that close. That's how close we were. Right. It was actually in the bag. And, yeah. You know, kids change their mind, and that's okay. Um. But yeah, it's but we got you know with uh. So Tony Mitchell would have been nice just to prove, hey, we flipped one from Bama. But I think the Kai and Lee kid from Ohio State and Keldrick Falk were were two were bigger gets. I think those dudes were um, immediate starters, and I think that uh, Keldrick Falk for sure because of a position of need, <laughs> and he's just a big dude. Now he's got to put on some weight a little bit, but he's just a big person, like right. a tall guy, very athletic. So yeah, well, and that that was the one was making waves. And I still think is going to make waves. I mean, think about some of these guys and we can start kind of going through them. We've mentioned a few, but I think the top one in my mind that can make a big impact is Keldrick Falk because he was somebody that a lot of schools wanted. And not only that, but can he make an impact immediately? I think most people are going to say yes, just because we lost a lot of guys at edge and defensive line. It's tough. And, and, I think we did a pretty good job uh, just kind of going through this list. I mean, it looks like three, four guys that were defensive linemen that we got on this. Uh, actually, five that we got, um, including a JUCO transfer. So, I mean, we saw the need, and we started to address the need, which, man, how how refreshing is it that we saw the need? You know, defensive line, we were going to get thin on it this year, and we addressed it. How amazing is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you can't fault Hugh Freeze and them for effort. I mean, they are trying to win on the line. I mean, the O-line is – we've already recruited more O-linemen, I think, than, than Harson did. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's be honest, towards the end of Gus's career, we didn't get a lot either. So, True. Um, I, like, this needs to be a normal thing. It's not for Auburn. Uh, you know, you need to be getting five guys a class, right? I mean, because you just don't know who's going to pan out. Yeah. Um, and we got some, you know, highly touted. We got the number one Juco. We got, um, you know, we almost had the number two Juco. That was Jada. And you don't know how these guys are going to pan out, but that's an offensive tackle, AJ. When's the last time we hmm. talked about offensive tackles? We got two. We wow. got two offensive tackles. I think the guy from Texas Tech's an offensive tackle, um, or the guy that was recruited to them. So I could be off on that. But I know we got two two tackles. We don't have many. The only thing we missed out on, oh, I forgot. I was talking about our class. So, uh, Brent Smith or King, I don't know. He was from Arizona State. He also apparently had even already filled out his financial paperwork at Auburn. And his mom's from Nebraska, went to Nebraska, and at the last minute flipped to them. So, that that would have mm. been, been another guy coming in. Wow. So, you know, and it happens. We, we flipped other kids. I'm not mad, but it's just we were that, that close to three other guys that could have probably made immediate impacts. Absolutely. And, you know, that that would have bumped our recruiting class up pretty significantly, just because those those were some highly touted guys. 
Um, let's call, talk through a couple more of our uh, players that we ended up getting. Uh, Clay Whedon, defensive lineman, four-star. Uh, he is the top 28 interior lineman in this class. Very talented. I think could potentially also be a guy um, that maybe not get full-time starting position at defensive line, but get pretty close, get some good playing time this year. I mean, he is six foot six, almost 300 pounds. I, I would love that. I mean, I've also read he could potentially play offensive tackle. I don't know. We'll see. Um, if you could make the switch from playing defensive line to uh, switching over to offense, but that, that's kind of exciting that he has that first versatility. Uh, Steven Johnson, uh, he is a three-star defensive lineman, uh, six foot four, three three hundred twenty pounds, big guy. Uh, anytime you see a defensive lineman over three hundred pounds, it just it gets me excited because th- those boys yeah, they're strong, they're big, um, and, and you got to think that as soon as they get over here, they're probably going to lean him up a little bit. He's not going to be three hundred twenty pounds probably when we start him, unless that's I guess. I guess you could convert a lot of that fat into muscle, but I still think he's probably going to lose a little bit of weight there. Um, we also got Brayden Joyner, offensive lineman, uh, three-star interior offensive lineman, which, again, man, so good to see an offensive lineman. Uh, Sylvester Smith, uh, kind of a safety defensive back player. Uh, he is five foot eleven. I I'm really high on him. I think he's going to be a great player. Uh, pick up for this i mean we one of our other needs was we're probably losing it's not official but i think we're going to lose a little bit more of our secondary to the nfl um and we got to pick that up so i think sylvester smith uh kind of in that safety position uh could be uh, if anything a good depth piece there uh we also got casey hart he was a defensive back three-star out of low Chipoka, which Hey, awesome. Glad the the coaching staff looked at somebody who is local right around Auburn. And, uh, I mean, just, just think about three stars. I mean, I feel like Auburn has been able to convert lots of three-star defensive backs into top-caliber NFL secondary players. And I think that has got to be a huge selling point for J.C. Hart saying, hey, I'm a three-star. I think just will give us give me a little bit of development and you know three four years down the road he could be one of those that uh, gets picked up in the NFL draft. Yeah, he got a late offer from USC. Mm-hmm. From, yeah, so he uh, he tweeted about that. Locally, it was too late to uh, it was in the dead period essentially, so they couldn't they couldn't visit. He couldn't go visit there. They couldn't come visit him. But you know, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, you know the stars. I don't say this because we're not one and two, right? I mean, if you're one and two every year, you're going to win games. Um, but also, um, you know, the stars are – there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of nuance. He's from Lo Chapoca. I don't even – is that a big high school? I mean, it, it, they put – a lot plays into – like, essentially, if you're at a – you know, if you're down in Valdosta, you're in Lowndes County in Georgia, that's a big football area high school. Like, if you're succeeding there, you're going to be a bigger star. You're going to get more stars by your name versus being at a smaller high school. So – um, you don't want to have an entire team full of three stars, but there's no doubt that a three star can wind up being successful. I mean, we've done it multiple times. Right. Jarquez Hunter was a three star probably because he was also, it was like during COVID, people couldn't go see players as much. And I think he was at a small Mississippi school. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jarquez Hunter is a four star running back. 
I mean, this right. is pretty obvious. Yes, very so, obvious. Yeah. So that's, you know, you don't, again, the more five stars you have, statistics say you're going to win more championships. But yeah, um, do not do not get mad about three-star kids. Definitely not. Uh, we also got Darren Reed. He's a four-star defensive lineman. He was one of the highest rated commits uh, for this class. Uh, he was in the top 200 of this class overall. He was an LSU flip, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was. And, and pretty cool thing about that, that was under Cadillac when he was the interim head coach. That was when he flipped. So, you know, I know Hugh Freeze gave, you know, Cadillac and Zach Etheridge and the co- other coaches that have been big parts of the recruiting even before Hugh Freeze got here. But that is one that you got to think, wow, thank you. Thank you, Cadillac, for you know bringing him in. We also had Tyler Johnson. Uh, this was a, an offensive tackle. I mean, wow, just I love it. I mean, to, to bring in somebody out of high school, may not get to play this year, but you never know. We, we definitely need a tackle. So <clears throat> he could be one of those guys uh, very early on. I think that offensive line coach you went hired is a stud. I mean, he's just – immediately making connections with players and landing them yeah um yeah i, th- I think it's two best i know we're going to talk hires later but probably the two best hires were uh, obviously keeping cadillac and zach but um that offensive line coach and then probably the uh, philip montgomery the uh, the oc but oh, anyways yeah. that yeah i think that offensive line he's a young he's an aggressive kid guy on the recruiting trail i think that's going to be a really we're going to look back and say hey, what a good hire that was oh no doubt no doubt at all um, we also had Connor Liu, uh, who was also a three-star offensive lineman. Great to see that. Um, and then we also got another guy uh, out of Loach Boca. Um, he's another defensive back. So you got to think, another three-star, they see something. Um, you know, also staying local. Uh, I think that plays plays well. But J.C. Hart, one of the cool things about him, uh, he's a little bit bigger of a defensive back. He's uh, six foot two. Um, he's only 175 pounds, so probably going to add some weight onto him a little bit, but his length is something that you really look for. I mean, if he adds That's on some Carlton weight, Davis size, isn't it? Exactly. Well, he, kind of a, he was he's like, like six, six foot plus. Six, yeah. Six foot, six foot one, kind of that range. So, I mean, he's proven, you know, Carlton Davis in the NFL still playing, still getting pick sixes and interceptions. And I'm sure that was also pitched to JC Hart that, Hey, we can turn some some guys just like you into NFL prospects. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. We also had Connor Law or Connor Lou, um, and, and we've already talked a little bit about him. Offensive lineman, center. Uh, he was our, I think it was our our fifth guy at offensive line to get drafted or yep, drafted, <laughs> signed with Auburn, and uh, that is the most offensive lineman in a class since 2015. So that puts you puts in perspective, not that we've needed five every year, but we sat down and said, we're going to get offensive linemen. And by goodness, did we. 
So love to see that. Um, and he was also a flip from Miami. So, you know, he was getting highly recruited from Miami. Um, Hank Brown, he's a quarterback, three-star. Um, he originally committed to Freeze uh, while he was at Liberty. Um, and then when Freeze made the move over to Auburn, uh, Hank Brown liked Freeze enough and decided to follow uh, Hugh Freeze on over. Um, uh, in Hugh Freeze's press conference, it was kind of, uh, kind of a little, kind of interesting how you know Hugh Freeze looks at quarterbacks because, you know, he he touts himself as a really good quarterback developer. One of the things he mentioned when he was talking about Hank Brown was he likes Hank Brown because he can make all of the passes that you need to. Which I think is pretty awesome for a, for a three star, but also that just shows me you know some extra depth in there. Um, not I, I'm not saying I don't think he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for sure not this year, but maybe not even next year. But it's always good to have kind of your backup because we saw what happened last year where we had to go to essentially play what three quarterbacks last year. So you never know uh, with injuries that that happened during the football season. Uh, we also had Terrence Love. He was a four-star safety. Uh, he was one of the top-ranked recruits in this class as well. Uh, six foot three, very tall for a safety. Uh, just a little under two hundred pounds. Uh, you love to see a bigger guy in that position, um, especially a guy that can hit. So, looking forward to getting some. Man, I I was a defensive back in high school. I love seeing. Uh, these safeties come in and they're just ready to come at it. I'm sure we also had Colton hood. Uh, he was a three-star cornerback. Um, pretty cool story about him. He had uh, four family members play at Auburn uh, in the past. And so he was wanting to come to Auburn. And I think wasn't this right, Jared, that I don't even think Harson gave him an offer. Nope. And, and he you're did. like, are you kidding me? Like that, I, I get it. Maybe if it doesn't fit with your program or maybe the player isn't interested, but it's very obvious Colton hood wanted to come play for Auburn. Well, it's not like we had too many players, right? Right. Right. <laughs> like, no, we need to hold on to this roster spot. Like we have a ton of options. You could have right. offered the kid and yeah. Anyway. Well, well, even right now, I think we have, I, I've heard anywhere from like 12 to 15 spots still open on the roster. So that's plenty of room for more transfers, which again shows me we had plenty of room to go and offer Colton Hood yeah. a position. Yeah, we did. Uh, we also got Brenton Williams. He was a three-star edge, which again, edge positions, we very much need them right now. So uh, picked up him as well as uh, Kendrick Falk. And uh, I mean, I think both of those guys are going to be menaces going forward. Um Brenton's out of Opelika, so I know a lot of local Auburn Opelika people um, are very familiar with him, and uh, I'm sure they're very excited that uh, he's coming and staying staying local. Uh, there was also Wilkie Denard, a defensive lineman, four star. Uh, I heard the word blue chip player for him uh, multiple times, and you just gotta love that out of defensive lineman. Um, I mean, especially a defensive line, you are, you're, you're having to make things happen. <laughs> you're having to stuff holes. You're having to stop running backs. You're having to get to the quarterback. If you have blue chip kind of mentality where you're working hard for every single thing, you're going to be successful. And it's just a matter of time 
So you got to think a three star right now. By the end, if he keeps putting in that hard work and has that mentality going on in through Auburn, he he's going to be a much he's going to get better and better as he goes. Uh, Kendrick Falk, uh, defensive end, uh, four star. Uh, he was the and this is the big one. You know, 81st ranked player in the country. Uh, he flipped from FSU. Uh, we've already talked a lot about him, but I, I think it's worth revisiting again. I mean, Jared, how do you, how do you think he can make an impact even game one in this 2023 season coming up? <clears throat> um, uh, you know, I think he's going to have to play out of necessity, um, which probably isn't great for us, but good for him. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think he's from the people that keep up with recruiting that I've listened to, um, that know more about it than I do. It's, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. So, you know, if he had a little more, um, muscle on him, uh, then he probably would be even higher rated. He's, he's more of a kind of, not lean, lean in the right word, but he's a, he's a taller dude. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta have, you gotta be able to withstand an offensive line, uh, in the SEC. So he's going to put a little weight on him, but uh, if he can do that and keep his speed and quickness and yeah, he's, he's going to be the real thing, man. Yeah. Super excited about Kendrick Falk. Uh, we also got a Xavier Miller offensive tackle again. Love to see it. Uh, he's a Juco offensive tackle. So he's already got some experience and you got to think that coming into, uh, Auburn, he's, he's probably going to get at least a shot at a starting position. Uh, being that, I mean, even Ole Miss was recruiting him, um, and he flipped from Ole Miss. So pretty cool to see that. Um, yeah, you just got to think that the guys that have the experience, especially on offensive line at that next level, which he does, will will make that transition a little bit easier than even some of these high school players. Um, Kayan Lee, uh, he is a cornerback, four-star, uh, just a little under six foot, 185 pounds. He was rake. Uh, rated as the number 25 cornerback out of the country. So he's a big name that I think a lot of people um, were, were definitely going after. And both Zach Etheridge and, uh, you know, crime dog McGriff, he was after getting Kayan Lee. So uh, super glad we got him. I mean, Ohio state was after him, if that tells you anything. Um, and Auburn ended up getting him. So love to see that. Uh, we also got uh, Sori. I'm not even going to try to Dequavius. <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as I thought. I'm just you looking did, at you his did name. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't completely butcher it. Um, he is our sole wide receiver that we got in this uh, draft or not draft. Why do I keep saying draft <laughs> in this signing class? Uh, and uh, I, I don't think, I mean, Jared, do you think we needed more wide receivers? Um, yeah, I mean, depth-wise, no, we have plenty, but talent-wise, I don't know. Okay. I mean, you know, it doesn't, like I said, we don't, we have one to give. I mean, we have plenty of scholarships to give, so it wasn't a bad thing to take one. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I think that we had three that came in last recruiting cycle that played a lot this year, and if they go on to be really good, then, yeah, we're set for two more years without a doubt. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, all in all, I don't think that was the most pressing need. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. And, and I mean, we have a lot of freshmen and sophomores that have gotten some playing time already this last season. So I, I don't think we're going to need a ton of wide receivers, but I, I think we'll probably still go after at least one or two in kind of the transfer portal, uh, which I think will be open for at least a two, three more weeks, something like that. 
Um, I, I, I'm honestly very pleased. I mean, I think this kind of shows that we made the right choice. I mean, you're, you're looking back at, you know, what Harson did and saying, wow, we were in a very bad position in recruiting. Hugh Freeze comes in, picks that up, um, with the assistance of, uh, you know, Cadillac as the interim and then the rest of the staff. And, and you're kind of also looking across back at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin because, Auburn was very close to getting Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin, as you can, you you probably heard did not do very well on national signing day. He was, uh, I think most of them were around 36 to 40, kind of that range for recruiting class. That's not great in the sec. That is losing on a lot of talent because even, even, because even Auburn where we're at, at 19 or 20, kind of in that range, we're like ninth in the SEC in recruiting. <laughs> like that kind of shows you SEC is getting the t- the cream of the crop when it comes to recruiting. Well, not only that, like Ole Miss has come off, you know, two years ago, their best, more, possibly their second best season ever. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, you know, they were, they were the hot commodity for a while, you know, fighting for the West. Yep. I know they fizzled in the end, but I mean, it's not like they're, they're not going through coaching changes. You know, they're supposedly on the rise. And, mm-hmm. you know, to only get that many kids. And I also, I could be wrong, but I think they're, I think they're one of the top programs and lost players in the transfer portal. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to knock them at all or whatnot, but it, it is interesting. Well, I'm trying to knock them. I'm, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say they're, I mean, having seen interactions with their fans during that Lane Kiffin saga. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope we beat them every year. I mean, they, they, their fans have a mentality of that they are uh, a better program than Auburn. Yeah. Uh, without facts. I don't mind somebody being a better program than Auburn. I mean, right. if a Georgia fan says that, yes, you are. Um, but, but there's facts to back that up. Yeah. Uh, there are not facts to back up the old Miss one. Um, no. There's actually reverse facts to say not. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. So I actually, um, I hope we run the score up in that game. If if we have that chance, I hope we do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if you look at even, I mean, the the coaching hire of Lane Kiffin versus Hugh Freeze. You know, Hugh Freeze ever since Harson was fired has has been zero and four. And Lane Kiffin in that kind of time frame also got an extension, you know, nine million dollar a year deal, and now is a top ten paid coach in the country, and he's losing you know, the last four of the five games in a season. And you're like, wow, this, the, the he, he's going in the wrong direction right now. Now it's not to say, you know, before next season, he can get things turned around, but for a top 10 paid coach, you'd expect more out of that, especially recruiting wise. I would at least, <laughs> if you're yeah. a top 10 rec- paid coach, you should get top 10 recruiting classes. Yeah. I got a buddy who's uh, an old, a big Ole Miss fan. And used to play for them actually, and he he posted on Facebook like nine point five. That's all he posted, and he meant the money he's getting. And so they started oh chatting, gosh. and somebody he like he was angry. Yeah, it, they started chatting, and somebody said, "Well, you know, I think he's getting things figured out." And yada yada. And my buddy had a great point. He said, "At nine point five million, you're supposed to already have it figured out. Like nine point yep. five million is what you pay a coach that already has it all figured out." Right. Um. Yeah. So. I think their fans are – they went very quickly from I hope we don't lose Lane to Auburn to kind of wish we'd have lost Lane to Auburn. Like yeah. I've seen those posts. So. Yeah. I had a good uh, friend who went to Ole Miss 
His parents still live in Oxford. Same thing. And you're you're thinking, wow, they 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 have really turned on him. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, in 2017, Gus got the extension, and, and probably rightfully so. He just had beaten Bama and Georgia, and then very soon after that, got the raise. And you're like, wow, okay, 2018 happens. <laughs> Not a great season. And I think that's kind of where Lane Kiffin is at right now. He got the extension, not a, you know, the fans have turned on him. And I don't, I mean, we've seen it at Auburn. It's very hard to get the fans back once, once you've lost them. So who knows what's, what's going to happen with Lane at Ole Miss, unless they somehow make another run at, you know, the SEC West or, you know, even more like the playoffs. I mean, people forget that Lane pretty handily got beat by Harson (laughs) at Mm -hmm. Auburn. Yes. Um, that first it, with in their best season in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, True. So I mean, there's. I said all along, like I think Lane was the best guy, but you know, at the moment. But really, it was more about a sign of Auburn. They went and got who they wanted. That's why I wanted yeah. Lane. It was more like, hey, I want that, mm-hmm. and we have the ability to go get it. Right. Um. I didn't necessarily think that there weren't better options out there. I just thought, hey, we can go get what we want. Yeah, and that would be a good sign. So, yeah, well, and, and I I think it's you know little bit by little bit, you know, we're seeing that Hugh Freeze is a better fit for Auburn, at least in this point of where we're at. Because I I think Lane Kiffin would have just come in and been like, I'm gonna run my offense, and my offense is awesome. I'm gonna recruit how I want to, which isn't that much, and we're gonna go attack the transfer portal, which that could be helpful, but sustainably that's not the best way if you want to win championships that's not how you're going to win it no so, you're not going to win championships you're not going to win championships in the portal uh usc almost got there with the portal but you can you, they didn't have a defense you got to have depth you got to have mm-hmm. players you got to have high school recruits um and if you take away hugh freeze's you know pass the 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 bad side of it hugh freeze is absolutely a better fit for auburn i mean he's he's going to dive in fully into all the traditions He's going to kiss all the babies, shake all the hands. <laughs> He's going to do it all. Um, yeah. And he also wants to prove people wrong. So yeah. any big job he got, he was going to go in. But I think he actually – I think his daughter actually goes to Auburn. I think he ha- has <clears throat> an affinity for Auburn. I think he likes it. Yeah. I don't think he will leave ever if he's successful unless it's for, like, the pros. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if this works, this is a really – you. I'm not – if anybody's mad, I'm not saying that Hugh Freeze pass doesn't matter, okay? I get that. But from a football perspective of what this means, if this works, it could work for a really long time. Right. That's how, because I don't think he would go anywhere. Right. Well, and I, I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, there. I feel like there's some definite comparisons, and I know people have already made it, So, but it's to Bruce Pearl. You know, he came in, had some bad <clears throat> pass. You know, it's – and Hugh Freeze has had his pass – but he's moving forward. He's had success in the past, but he's moving forward and saying, I made the mistakes. I am not going to do those again. And I think Hugh is set up pretty similarly. You know, he's, he's got a similar marketing mentality, kind of like Bruce Pearl and loves Auburn. You can tell it he's genuine about it. Um, and not to mention that he's, he's already starting to, you know, start to say the right, you know, Auburn things. Oh, you know, we're playing hard. You know, the, the, we're doing the the right things. You know, that's good and all. Like, 
but you also have to keep in mind like what's the product on the field you know and that won't come until the season and even the first season we not may not see as much success as we're hoping but it's his first year and i think we we can all kind of uh, you know clearly see we're in a not as great of a situation after the last couple of years as we'd like to be especially with the players that we've got on and that's not to say that these this new signing class can change that it's just the the ones that we've already had haven't kind of panned out and maybe that's coaching and i think that a lot of it kind of showed when cadillac came it was coaching (laughs) and so that that got me very hopeful that uh going forward that these players are going to be really playing hard for a guy who genuinely cares for him and and i I just i remember back to hugh freeze's kind of opening press conference he said i want to win over the guy's hearts and that just showed me he understands it's not just about the X's and O's of football. It's about the minds and the hearts of those players and their families. And he's going to try to win them over. And I think that's when you genuinely get excited because you're like, wow, he, he gets it. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than just a player. It's it's their family. It's That's that's the thing. That's, that's what he's going So. Any other final thoughts, Jared, before we get out of here about the National Signing Day? No, sir. I think we've pretty much covered it all. Yeah. And uh, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.